Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hi everyone, Isaiah Chass here, founding agent at Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. I'm here with Matt Passanisi with Lago Fresco Apartments. Matt, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So Lago Fresco Apartments, what is it? It's uh, a great project that we have coming, but some people might not know what it's all about. Yeah, um, so Lago Fresca is a, a passion project of essentially a, a small group of local builders. Um, it's a few years ago, a family friend came to me and said, I have this idea. Um, and he's been in the commercial real estate space for 30 years, um, but just mostly kind of in the, the buy and hold, buy and, and rehab. Um, and was like, hey, I want to build from the ground up. Um, and I said, okay. And he's, he's got his own, um, or was involved in construction for about 30 years. Um, then is still involved, still has his company. Um, but basically said that this is a passion project he wanted to take on. Um, he had an architect that was on board that had tried to get this project through a few times in the past, um, and hadn't really found the right development team yet. Um, so he brought me on board and said, we both really don't know what, this is going to entail, let's learn together. Um, and it's been quite a learning experience. Um, so as far as the, the actual project goes, it is 50 units. Um, it is going to be located on the corner of Hohen and Summerfield in Santa Rosa. Um, it is right by the SAY um, Center for Youth. Um, and also most people in the area know it as the old Warwick Hospital space. Sure. Um, and it encompasses that entire corner there. So on the corner is currently, um, another, it's a, currently a vet hospital, which we have no part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so there are actually two lots that we are merging into one that surround, it's kind of between the campus and the, uh, the vet hospital or okay. which is the vet office. Um, and it's 1.31 acres. Um, it is just an old walnut tree orchard, um, never been developed, um, we've run all the studies that we could possibly imagine to make sure there's no, um, you know, the, the soils are fine. Um, there's no archaeological issues. Um, all the tribes have signed off on that. Um, so, um, and yet, and unfortunately, fortunately for us, unfortunately for just the city at large, uh, most of the trees on the property are already dead. So there won't be an issue there. Um, and there's nothing that we, we will be taking out um, that is native to Sonoma County. Sure. Um, and obviously we'll be replanting um, as much as we can on, on site and then um, in a little, playing the in a little fees after that. Sure. So it's, it's 50 units, uh, all rental units? 50 units, all rental units. Um, they, and there's a, a good mix. Um, and we're, we're trying to phrase it as affordable by design. Um, the city of Santa Rosa has pushed back a little bit on that description. Um, but what we're very passionate about is, um, finding middle class housing. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously with, um, the project as, as the regulations currently stand, um, we are happy to include as many affordable units, um, as possible, you know, within our financial constraints. Um, but we are, um, oh, lost my train of thought there. Oh, but yeah, so 50 units, um, there are 16, currently stands, you know, we are still in the late design stage. We don't see this changing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as it currently stands, there are 16 one-bedroom units, 
22 two-bedroom units, um, four two-bedroom kind of townhouse apartments, mm -hmm. um, four three-bedroom townhouse apartments, and then four four-bedroom flats. Sure. That uh, sounds like a great mix. Yeah. Um, we had a, a lot of feedback on that as far as um, as far as kind of what type of units are needed um, and what type are desirable. Um, and especially now, you know, it is 2023, the world's kind of changed in the past five years. Um, so we definitely wanted to lean more towards the one bedroom and two bedrooms um, because I think for a lot of your, you know, the clientele we, that will be looking to live in Lago Fresca, um, they're going to be more of the, you know, they work from home, they have a bedroom and they have an office. Um, and I think as we'll touch on later, I mean, that's kind of been some sort of, um, you know, there's been some concern there as far as the bedroom units not matching with, the, with some sort of parking demands. Right. Um, and I think just, you know, we could, well, we could touch on this later. Um, but um, yeah, we, you know, we're trying to lean into more of the, the 2023 approach sure. um, because I think that's the way things are kind of going. Yeah, I, I mean, that. I was mean to ask you about that because on the project description, I saw 65 parking spaces, which uh, for a 50-unit project, I think that totally makes sense. We're, we're leaning towards uh, a new time where it might make more sense to ride your bicycle to work, to uh, be bike-centric or uh, walk to grocery, uh, public transport. And that is the entire premise of this project, um, and that is, those are the those are our core beliefs that that is the way Santa Rosa and just kind of Greater Sonoma County is going. Um, we need more housing units that are walkable that you, you don't need a car. Sure. Um, and we are trying to do everything we can to accommodate that and make that as easy as possible for people. In, in ways that I think might be foreign to a lot of people that aren't really plugged into, you know, commercial real estate development um, right. in a way that we are trying, you know, we were um, attempting to put in a car share um, to where any resident can open up an app, want to use a car, here's the, here's a parking spot dedicated to that car. Um, you know, you can go use it and bring it back and mm -hmm. it's all taken care of on an app. Sure. Um, you know, bike rentals. Um, we are within, I want to say there are two bus stops within a half a mile, um, one that is literally within a thousand feet. Mm -hmm. um, admittedly, Santa Rosa trans public transportation isn't the best, but right. the more the more infrastructure you can build that requires it, the more likely we are to get better public transportation, more frequent schedules, better routes. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as the parking goes, um, you know, from day one, that has been, it has been our concern. Um, it has been the neighborhood's concern. It has been the city's concern. Um, would you say that's one of the biggest uh, opposition standpoints that people come from? Is I would say it is the biggest really? opposition we have faced. Wow. Um, and, and just coupled, and I think it's, it's one in one A. Um, the parking has been an issue and then just the number of units the density of the project has um, definitely, you know, we've received some comments on that and we hear everything. Um, we hear it, we read it. And um, I think that, you know, we could take a step back. Um, this development team I, that I'm a part of, it is literally three of us. Um, and all of us are Sonoma County locals. We were born sure. here, or I was born here. I have lived here for 
25 of my 35 years of life. Um, I want to stop you right there and, and highlight that fact because so many people will strike down on development projects, not realizing that they might be locals, having truly having the community's best interests in mind. What happens when the community doesn't work with people like you and, and your team is that it moves to a bigger national builder, which will come in and create the project that no one wants from the start. So I think that's awesome. I, I just I wish more people would uh, would see that you're a local developer and try it more to work with someone that is, you know, actually within the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is it's it's something that's extremely personal to me, um, just because I have been, you know, I've, like I said, 35 years old, I was born and raised in Pengrove. Um, and I have been, I've seen Sonoma County change over those past, you know, 30 something years. Um, sure. And I really do think it's changed for the better. Is, is there more people? Absolutely. Is there more traffic? Absolutely. Um, but just, you know, we're in downtown Petaluma right now, and look at what downtown Petaluma's become. It's awesome. Sure. I'm not saying that that's what, you know, we're trying to build in, in Bennett Valley of Santa Rosa, um, but I think, you know, we are definitely trying to be a part of that transition into, okay, well, what is, how can we keep Sonoma County as beautiful and as prosperous and just this lovely place to live, but also not lose track of, hey, you know, there is a progression here of, of the way society is going, sure. Um, and sure, in some in some instances, it's pricing people out. We are not trying to be a part of that, right? Well, um, we if are... anything, you're helping that issue. Exactly. There's a, a an incredible need for housing, and I'm going to sound like a broken record. I say this every single podcast, but uh, we need thousands of homes. The state has mandated or has a mandated goal in Sonoma County of fourteen thousand five hundred homes. Generation H, Generation, I'm sorry, Gen H, Generation Housing, uh, which we refer to a lot, uh, had their own independent study, which showed a need for uh, just about 58,000 homes. So there's an incredible need for housing, and when uh, when local developments are struck down, it, it makes the affordability issue worsen, not the opposite. Absolutely, and I'm glad you mentioned that Gen H housing report. Um, I remember vividly where I was when, um, and I have it pulled up my computer here, um, that it's February 24th, 2022, there was an article in the Press Democrat that absolutely outlines this, that 58,000 homes are needed in this county. We're trying to just build 50 of them, not 50,000, right. <laughs> 50. Um, and, and doing so in an admittedly tight space. Um, 1.31 acres is not that much. Um, and so what some of the pushback we're facing is, wait a minute, like you are trying to find a loophole here to try to build all these units. And what I think people or residents, neighborhood neighborhood opponents might feel is that we are using this loophole to jam in as many units as possible to line our pocketbooks. Sure. That's not it. Um, that is not it at all. Um, by right, um, I think we can build 40 units. Um, that's what the, the I actually believe it's 38 units. Um, but when you factor in the state density bonus law, which is a state law that supersedes local ordinances, um, we I think I think the math turns out that we could build upwards of 54, 55. We're not mm-hmm. trying to do that. Um, if we were, we could do that. Sure. Um, and it, you know, to 
to quote unquote line our pocketbooks. We're definitely not trying to do that. Um, we're just trying to build something that can house teachers, bankers, firefighters. You know, you're you're fresh out of college. You know, whether it's Sonoma State or any surrounding areas, you're fresh out of college, young adults who want to live in a a newer apartment building that has decent amenities um, and is affordable. Um, and it's also affordable, but also within walking distance to various other restaurants downtown. Um, again, I know that the, the Bennett Valley neighborhood isn't you know, near downtown Petaluma or downtown Santa Rosa, um, but it is within a short distance, whether you, you know, you could go on a long walk there, you could ride a bike there, a quick, you know, five minute Uber or Lyft ride can take you there. Um, that is the way that most people either our age or younger are getting around these days. Um, sure. And we are trying to, again, lean into that. Sure. Um, and, and it's also, it's a site that's within the city limits, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Correct. And, it is within the city limits. And uh, right now it's an underutilized site. So I think that uh, people also need to look at the fact that um, while it may be higher density than they would prefer, uh, these infill projects, if you will, that uh, bring higher density make more sense than if you were to go out uh, and push out the, the outer boundary of the city limits and develop that. Correct. Um, and what has become very apparent to us is just there is a misunderstanding of what this project is and what it isn't and how it will and will not affect the neighborhood. Um, so from very early on, when we realized that you know, parking is going to be an issue here, um, we could we reached out to fellow neighborhoods, or excuse me, fellow neighbors, fellow businesses to try to see if we could, you know, potentially use some of their parking. Unfortunately, they weren't receptive to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to kind of adjust. We looked it. We did look into various parking options, whether that is, you know, building a an eyesore of a garage on this property. That didn't make sense from both a design perspective and a financial perspective. Um, whether it was, you know, putting in one of those, you know, now there's kind of these automated garages. And, right. you know, we, we explored everything we could explore here to try to fit in as many parking spots as possible. And in doing so, you know, we not only do we do that, but we also brought in outside consultants to perform various studies as far as okay, what does the parking look like in this neighborhood right now? And from what we found, not only would our parking at our, if the complex itself be sufficient with the 65 spots, um, but the surrounding neighborhood never had more than 30 or 40% of the on-street parking within a thousand feet available. Um, Again, some pushback came from, well, those studies were taken during COVID. That, that's honestly a fair point. And that I think this goes back to we hear everything the neighborhood is saying and we evaluate it to see how we can adjust to what they are saying, what what they want to see from this project, because we're not trying to come in and just build this eyesore of a project and then just, you know, flip it or sell it. Or it's just we want we're passionate about providing homes, nice homes to young professionals um, and those, you know, with the, uh, with the six aluminum communities, um, we're very passionate about that as well. Um, and we, I'm kind of all over the place here, but we can talk about, um, 
you know, we are involved with local nonprofits and, and local um, recovery centers that will be utilizing these units. We've reached out to various um, various corporations, nonprofits, people that are trying to do better and do good for these people that maybe might be down on their luck to try to say like, hey, we're going to have these units. We would love you to have some in- or to, to show you these so that perhaps, you know, for, through various programs, we could get your people in here. Sure. Um, we're involved in our own nonprofit um, as far as helping people, you know, helping women and their children um, get out of bad situations um, and also um, people struggling with addiction. That's That's been a very big passion of, of ours. Um, and we are very much hoping that this, these homes can provide some sort of not motivation, but more of a, hey, I can afford to live in a nice place that has these nice amenities in this nice area of Santa Rosa. Um, and there's been pushback on that, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's the the common themes of we're bringing bring more crime into the neighborhood. We're we're going to lower property values. There's going to be trash, and, sure. and it's like no, that's. Uh, we hear it, we understand it, but that is not our intention. And if we thought that was going to happen we wouldn't be building this project. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like you said earlier, what's important to remember um, is that we are locals. We all live here. Um, every single person involved in this project lives here. Some of us drive by that property every single day. Um, and so we are very cognizant of the fact that this is causing some ripples um, and we are trying to do everything we possibly can to listen, to evaluate. Um, and we have made very noticeable changes to not to our design um, based off of the comments we've received from the the few public hearings we've had based off comments we, we received from the city. Sure. What could you go into some of the uh, financial aspects of of when you have people trying to limit a project and push the project timeline out as long as possible? What ends up happening uh, to someone that is trying to get it to push through? I shouldn't say push through, but get it approved. Um, as time goes on, I don't think a lot of people know that the, the feasibility of that project happening also goes down. I would say that is 100% correct, as the longer this project takes to get through the approval process, um, the more likely it is that the project does not get built. That might be something that speaks to a lot of people, and they're saying, "Okay, our opposition is working. Let's keep let's keep fighting this." We we obviously understand that perspective. Not we don't necessarily agree with it, um, but just I mean, just for the the numbers we're talking about here, we brought that we bought this property um, in the end of 2020, um, and that was obviously right in the heart of COVID. At the time, um, we were told that we could have this project entitled within six months. It is now April, 2023. Uh, I, if we, if this project is entitled within six months, a miracle might happen. Sure. So we fully expect that um, this project will not be entitled until, you know, maybe late 2023, early 2024. Sure. And then we're talking another two years of building. We are not this big development company that can afford to just keep keep that land vacant 
while everything else gets more expensive. Sure. Construction costs nearly doubled during the pandemic. Have they come down a little bit? Absolutely. Are they what they were? Absolutely not. Um, I think I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that interest rates have skyrocketed. Um, and we're constantly running our numbers to make sure that this project remains viable. Not that this project remains profitable, this project remains viable. Sure. Um, and so the more, the longer this takes, the more pushback we receive, the more challenges that come, um, the more likely it is that we might have to throw our hands up and say, you know what, we tried. And sure. what that would mean is a bigger developer is going to come in and do it. And, and, I, they're, and I, they're probably going to pack in more units. Absolutely. Um, that needs to be, that. That idea needs to be driven home because yeah. I'll say it again and again and again. When you do not work with these local builders and developers and people within the community, you're going to, we, again, we have a state-mandated goal to build homes. When the uh, local municipalities don't act within good faith of uh, reaching those state-mandated goals, well, you're going to get a bigger developer to come in that has the backing to throw hundreds of thousand dollars at, uh, at legal disputes and anything that they can to push through that project. And they don't care about the local, you know, community um, ideas, if you will, about uh, parking. It's it's about making the, the biggest, uh, most profitable project that they can have. I think what is important to remember is that this project is a buy right project. Because of the state density bonus laws there, and I encourage anyone listening that has any questions to go read them. Um, and just and you can just do a, a simple search on the internet and find various um, articles discussing what they are and what they're not, when what they're designed to do. Obviously, they're designed to get housing built. California needs housing. Sonoma County needs housing. We've seen the mass exodus of people that have left, um, and we're trying to in our own little way, stop that uh, because we love this area. Um, we want people to live here. The more people that live here, the better it is honestly for everybody. You know, the more taxes that come in, the better the city can become, the better this county can become. Um, but as far as the buy right portion of this project, what I mean by buy right is this, if as long as you satisfy the state density bonus law requirements, you are entitled to build this project in one way or another. If the city doesn't approve it, then by right, a developer can then, through various legal actions, go and get this project built via the judicial route. Um, one way or another, a project, whether it's ours, which we obviously hope it is and are very passionate about making happen, um, whether it's ours or whether it's a huge developer comes in, this project's probably going to get built. Um, and the, the longer it takes, the more likely it is that a bigger developer will come in and really try to max out that the, the state density bonus law. And they'll be able to do it. Um, and they can afford to wait the extra year, two years, three years, five years, however long it takes to get this right. project developed because they have the resources to just go and spend millions of dollars on legal fees. We don't. Um, but... And it's safe to say that project would look very, very different than it, it would look now. It would look very different. Um, the concerns, I think, would only skyrocket throughout the neighborhood. Um, and, you know, we don't want that. Um, like I said, like I've said a few times, we've listened to everything the neighborhood has had to say. I'm not sure if the residents are aware that every 
email they send to the city then comes straight to me. Um, I've read them. I've read every single one of them. Um, and there's been some that I have agreed with, and we've taken action on those. And there's some that I think are, frankly, just misinformed. Um, sure. You know, I've received complaints about, you know, what are we going to do um, for the internet in the area? How is this building going to affect everyone's internet? Because speeds are already <laughs> too slow. And I'm just like... <laughs> I appreciate, I definitely appreciate the feedback. Um, I don't. Those are hurdles we can tackle. <laughs> I think we can tackle that. Um, and to be honest, it, your service might actually improve because if we have to go put in, you know, fiber optic networks, I'm sure the surrounding area is going to benefit from that as well. Right. Um, so it's it's definitely been a um, an interesting process. Um, and there's people that, you talk to face to face that are supported, you know, oh, this is a great thing you're doing for this area. And then the next day I'll receive an email from the city from that same resident saying this project's a, you know, it's an eyesore, it's gonna cause too much traffic, it's uh, you know, it's gonna lower our property values. Um, and I think one of the the biggest learning experiences for me in this whole ordeal has been that unfortunately, uh, NIMBYs are a real thing, um, and I've no matter how, the ways they try to phrase it, um, the 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 gist of every argument I've received is we understand Sonoma County needs new housing. We just don't want it here. Sure, um, and it's it's just really unfortunate um, because I think at some point or another, everyone who does live in Sonoma County now like strived to live in Sonoma County and wanted to live in Sonoma County, and I think. That hasn't changed. People, I mean, I, I think we all saw it during the pandemic when people from the city and the surrounding areas um, came in and was like, wait a minute, Santa Rosa, Petaluma, Sonoma County, this is beautiful up here, and we don't need to live in the city anymore. We don't need to go in the office, so let's we can get a little bit more for our money. You know, everything's relative as far as prices go. Right. Um, but we can get a little bit more for our money up in Santa Rosa and um, – and unfortunately, it started to price out people. We're trying to correct that. Um, we don't want to see people leave here. It's it's just it's meant too much to us as a development team. Um, all of you know my my grandparents live here. My parents have lived here, um, and it's just it's meant too much to us to try to see it. To it's it's been sad for us to see what this area might become should sure. all these housing units not get built sure because it's the excess is just going to continue yeah and people also need to keep in mind that I, I hear so much that we need to build affordable housing we certainly do but we need to build across all price points and the only reason that your project will be feasible to add an affordable aspect is to add that little bit higher price point of a product um, if you don't have that, it, unless you have this, the state or local municipalities coming in to fund those projects, there's no possible way that that project is going to work. I think that's a, another very important point to remember is that I've received countless emails of, you know, we're not opposed to housing being on this site, but it should be half this size. I can't say that I disagree with that. Um, you know, sure, if I lived there, would I want 50 units going up across the street? Maybe not. But I think at this point, like, it's if it's either that or no housing, I would take that any day of the week. Sure. Um, because I do think 
that it is lost upon people that if, we, if, for instance, if we were to cut this project in half and build 25 units, there's absolutely no way for us as a development team, a local development team that doesn't have these deep pockets like we keep talking about, that's just, it's it's not going to get built. Um, it's it would just we would just be losing money hand over fist, um, and it wouldn't make sense for us. It it just wouldn't. No developer would do that. Right. Whether it's a local development team like us or a huge nationwide development company, um, nobody's going to come in and build twenty five units here because it just you will lose money from the the moment you buy the property and start that development. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like you said, outside of various state programs to, you know, whether it's grants um, or all the, the various other avenues for, you know, solely low-income housing, stuff like Lago Fresca um, is only going to keep popping up because in order for a project to be viable, it has to be bigger in scope than I think many would hope. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, if you just drive up 101 right now, you see them, it's everywhere. Um, you know, I feel like it's pretty much from from Roner Park up, you can look on the left side or the right side of the freeway, and there are massive developments going up. We're not trying to build one of those. Right. You know, we understand that the the four-story building that we are trying to build, and, I, and, um, and it might even be knocked down to three at some point, um, which is fine. It wouldn't change the unit count. Um, again, we, we were trying to incorporate this development into the area in which it sits. Um, and it is currently, it is zoned commercial. And I think that's what also another thing people forget um, or don't really pay attention to is this is zoned commercial. And if in the Santa Rosa code, if something is zoned commercial, you can build multifamily housing there. Um, you are allowed 30 units to the acre if, if, a, if a piece of land is zoned commercial. So we're not even coming in and trying to you know, tr- change any zoning ordinances. We're coming in as the rules as they are. And with that coupled with the state density bonus law, which again, supersedes um, any local regulations, um, we are simply working with the the rules that are in place, the regulations that are in place, um, and trying to adapt it to that area and make it blend as, as much as possible. Um, and, I, and I think there's some photos that actually you know go a long way into showing that oh, from from the corner of Hone and Summerfield, the northwest corner, southwest corner, the perspectives that I think you'll be showing on the screen mm-hmm. show that oh wow, you know even with the third story or the fourth story, because there, there's various, there's three buildings to our project. There's, excuse me, there's four buildings to our projects, um, and Building D is um, the biggest and the tallest. Um, but even from the corner of Hone and Summerfield, it doesn't stick out. Um, right. it, it does kind of, it does fit. Um, it does with the grain. It, it absolutely does. Um, and I think what was important here when we first started this project, um, our architect was Warren Hedgepath. Um, Warren Hedgepath was on the design review board for decades um, in the city of Santa Rosa. So he knew exactly what the city wanted, what it needed, um, and was very, very passionate about um, getting middle housing built. Um, he designed the, the I believe it's the Bodine building in Montgomery Village, um, which I think by all, by all accounts is a, is a beautiful building. Our building looks very similar to that, just on a, a little bit of a bigger scale. Sure. Um, and unfortunately, 
Warren unexpectedly passed during this whole process. Um, it was a complete shock to us and further delayed our project, but um, and we want to have this built almost in honor of him. This is one of his last projects um, that he designed before he passed away. Um, and him and his daughter have been fundamental in getting this, you know, helping us through this process. Um, and we'd like to see it finished, you know, kind of in Warren's honor. Sure. That's awesome. If there was uh, anything that you could say to the opposition now, what, what would you say to address their concerns and, and let them know that you are listening and you are trying to address everything? Um, but again, there is a need for housing and we need to do all that we can to help address that need. Yeah, I think there's a few things. Um, the first and foremost is, as we've kind of, uh, we may have belabored the point too much, but we are a local team here. We're not some big developer. We don't have the deep, we don't have the deep pockets. Um, and so we firmly believe this project will be entitled at some point. Um, we hope sooner rather than later. Um, once it is, I think it would benefit everyone in the area that we build it and not someone else. Sure. Um, because like, you know, like we've said, it's probably, this project will not get reduced in scope. It will only go grander in scope. And as I think we all can, as, as we all have seen from the state, the state's getting pretty passionate about making sure these housing units get built. Who's to say that they don't change the state debt ceiling bonus code to allow more more units on on a smaller piece of, of property? Um, there, you know, there are various avenues to where, as long as you're satisfying what the state wants, you can build whatever you want. Um, sure. That's not something we're trying to do. Um, so, you know, long story short, I would say yes. This project is going to get built. I think it is in the best interest of Sonoma County, Santa Rosa for it to be us that does build this project because we are local residents. Secondly, although you might, it might not show from, you know, from the various oppositions, hearings, or statements that, that um, we've made, um, we're listening. We, this, for instance, that when um, the first design review hearing was held, um, some neighbors voice that, hey, there's there's no outdoor space here. And we were like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, let's fix that. And we did. We put in a child play structure. We um, put in some outdoor fire pits that will be definitely, you know, you mentioned the word fire in Sonoma County. You're going to get a lot of, uh, <laughs> you're going to get a lot of some, some sure. stress for good, for absolutely good reason. What's happened, what happened here over the past decade is... Like I said, I've I've never seen it, and I've lived here all my life, and it's right. we are definitely now more cognizant of of we have to be fire safe. We absolutely do. Um, so yes, but there will be outdoor fire pits. Um, there will be you know a barbecue area. We really wanted to make it to where this is a a family friendly, community friendly space. Um, and so we, we completely scrapped a lot of our project to incorporate this outdoor space. Um, and that was direct, a direct result from comments we received from neighbors. So we listened. Um, we've listened as far as color schemes go. Hey, you know, this project looks okay, but we'd prefer it to be X, Y, and Z color. Yeah, absolutely. We'll listen. Um, we'll always look into it. Um, as far as the traffic study goes, that was a direct result of, you know, of, pushback from not only city, but from neighbors of, hey, there's 
Summerfield and Hohen in the morning, there's a lot of cars there. Right. Well, sure. There, for instance, there was, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, things have changed. Um, and our traffic studies have shown that there's nothing in this project that will worsen the traffic. Um, we will do all we can to make sure everyone is safe, whether that's putting in various crosswalks. Um, we were happy to do that. Um, but it comes back to a project being viable. Right. Um, and the more, the more we have to add, the more we have to change, essentially the, the more this, th- this gets delayed, um, the more likely it is that a bigger developer is going to come in and just sure. really not listen to what everyone's trying to say. And we're at least, right. at least trying. Sure. Yeah, the, the longer the project is pushed back, it's the, the less it will uh, meet the the needs and wants of the community. Absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just as far as the, you know, you asked what I would say to the opposition, um, not only are we listening, um, but we are, we don't want to come in and, you know, be this, cause of dissension amongst the neighborhood. So, sure. you know, whatever, I mean, I'm not saying we can accommodate all of everyone's concerns. Um, I don't think that's realistic. Um, but we also are not coming in and saying, hey, you know, buy right, we can do this. Um, a, a bigger developer can do that. Right. Um, we don't want to do that and we won't do that. Um, but we are very passionate about seeing this project get built because it is a, it just speaks to who we are as far as the middle class is kind of what built this county, um, and we don't want to see them leave. Right. And um, you know, the more expensive Sonoma County gets, unfortunately, it's pricing out the middle class. It's not you know pricing out the people at the top or the people right. at the bottom. It's pricing out the middle class. Right, teachers, absolutely, people in public works. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it hits home for me. My sister's a teacher, and I'm, you know, this is a perfect building for her to live in. Right. Um, it it'll be. You know, we're not going to charge exorbitant rates. You know, it'll be market rate for when and if, you know, the, the time comes. Um, but it's not going to be this, you know, high-end $5,000 for a one-bedroom unit, um, two-bedroom units. It's not going to be that. Sure. Um, and we're just, we just, like I said, we're trying to adapt with the times um, and build something that not only is needed now, will be needed in the future. Sure. Uh, well, I think it's a great project. It meets so many needs within the community, and I don't hear as often that you have someone that is really trying to meet everyone's needs um, rather than just trying to pack in what is allowed uh, mm-hmm. by code, if you will. Yeah. So if, if anyone has questions or concerns about the project, want to learn more about the project, is there a site that they can go? How can they get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the kind of the... The main portal is the City of Santa Rosa website, um, and if you just Google City of Santa Rosa Lago Fresca Apartments, um, you will find my name on there. You will find my phone number. You will find my email. Um, I don't I don't hide any of that. Sure. Um, you found me that way, <laughs> um, and um, I am happy to discuss any and all questions, concerns, um, and I'm happy to. Just, we are happy to just hear what how we can accommodate everyone's concerns, fears, speculations, hey, maybe even a, uh, a proponent or two. You know, sure. we, we're not opposed to anybody that's in support of our project either. And, and there are plenty of those that, you know, it's always refreshing when 19 out of the 20 emails I get are usually either, you know, neutral or negative. But one mm-hmm. of the 20 is, 
hey, we're really excited about this project. Sure. We're not worried about you know any sort of traffic issues, safety issues, um, and thank you for building this because we sure. want to see more local development like this. That's good. And that, and it does. Yeah, it, it definitely reaffirms your uh, your faith in people. Yeah, <laughs> um, certainly. But yeah, so it's, it's on the website there, um, and we definitely encourage people to um, you know stay involved. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. Um, if you have questions or comments, concerns, come to the neighborhood meetings, talk to us, um, you know, learn who we are. We'll be happy to share with, you know, who we are. Um, you'll see we're, we're, we're born and bred Sonoma County people. Sure. Um, and it's, um, you know, it's frankly kind of, it, it's an honor to be a part of something that is trying to improve this city. And I, I think, you know, as far as what our beliefs are, what our core values are, um, this project speaks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, we're human, as as you can see here. Um, what we wanted to do was call this apartment Spring Lakes Apartment. Well, that was already taken. Um, so we went with the Spanish version of Lago Fresca, and we we messed up the uh, the tense of it. And by the time by the time uh, we could fix it, it, was probably too late. So we are completely human. We uh-huh. just said, you know what? Let's just stick with this our human error of um, of the incorrect tense. Um, or incorrect masculine feminine femininity of, of the name. And um, so it's a daily reminder of, you know what, we're human here. We're just trying to to improve this, uh, to improve Sonoma County in the little way we can. And if generation housing, like they said, 58,000 units, we just want to build 50 of them. Absolutely. Not 50,000, just 50. Um, and yeah, it's stuff like this, I think is very good. Your podcast has been a great resource for not only, you know, people like ourselves, but I think greater Sonoma County is kind of learning, you know, the faces behind all these companies. Um, I listened to the Gelati Brothers one and it's like, oh, this is super cool because right. you see all these Gelati trucks everywhere, but you never actually get to see like who is, who's who behind them. Sure. Um, yeah, and I think you just, you hear the name developer, yeah. if you will, and uh, immediately it's it's almost a scary thought that your neighborhood's changing it there's uh, almost a, f- a feeling i think that is human nature that you don't want change yeah uh, and when you hear development or developer it's scary so for people that are, are watching or listening uh, you're human absolutely we are we are completely human we are real people uh who make hey we make mistakes and we try to correct them mm-hmm. um same with this project there's there was things that you know, people didn't like, we ended up not liking, we changed it. Um, and and who's to say we might have to change more in the future. Um, we This is a, a living, breathing thing that we have to be malleable and adapt, and we're still going through the approval process. Um, by no means is this a, a, a set in stone design, um, but we don't, you know, we don't hope it doesn't change much. We don't foresee it changing much. Um, but we do think that, um, you know, we want this to be a, a community we want the community to feel like they had some say in this and saw and and they see that their comments have been listened to, addressed in the best way possible because we just want to come and be a part of that neighborhood. Absolutely. Well, again, I, I think it's a great project. For anyone listening, please do reach out uh, to either of us if you have any questions about the project, want to learn more, have any concerns, or think it's a great project and want to let them know so that they, uh, they can restore some faith. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So. I'm Isaiah Chass here with Live Explore Podcast, Matt. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. This was awesome. We enjoyed having you, and we'll see you guys next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.